What is up, you sexy bastards? It's your boy, Waterboy, aka Rabbi Candlers, aka Noah Kagan. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you 1,500 things, just kidding, 12 things that I learned from working remotely this summer, 2019. It was hot as balls in Austin, Texas, so every summer from about May till August, give or take, I like to get the hell out of Austin and work remotely. A lot of times, I don't know if you've had this experience when you've had a chance to work remotely, I'm either super, super productive or I'm just dicking around most of the day. I found this year to be the most productive ever and also the most fun when I wasn't working. So I'm going to share with you 12 exact things that I did that helped it make an amazing summer. So I hope you have an amazing summer too. All right, number one, whenever you go to a new city, especially abroad, they almost always have free walking tours. I never heard about this till last year and then we did it again this year, which is in all these cities, you can search online, Barcelona free walking tour, that's where we were for a lot of the summer or Israel walking tour, wherever it is. And there's a lot of these companies that put on free walking tours that are completely just donation based. And the cool part about it is that they're really, really amazing tours. It's a great way to see the city. And generally they're only somewhere between five and $10. Plus if you're trying to meet other people, it's a good way for that. I really enjoyed it. My girlfriend did too, doing these in every city. I didn't even really realize they had them. So check those out, just search free walking tours. Number two, Google Fi. A lot of you guys may already know this one, but if you have a Google Fi phone or Google Fi service, I have a Pixel 3 that I use just for traveling with Google Fi service. It is free international texting data and calls are really cheap. It's a game changer. A lot of times when you land in these other countries, it's like, I got to get a SIM card. I got to figure out all this other stuff. With the Google Fi, I just take it out of my backpack and it starts working. It's one of these things that I was really grateful to be able to have it. And you can use it as a hotspot. So a lot of times if I needed to do work, I would throw that in there. The other thing I did with my Google Fi, you can get an extra SIM card and I put it in my iPad. So if I want to just work from my iPad, I have internet access instantly. I don't need to find Wi-Fi or go anywhere. That was really convenient. Number three, Schwab bank card. So if you use Schwab and it's not just Schwab, Schwab, that's pretty funny to say. There's a few banks that do this, but find it an ATM card that is free, that you don't have to pay for the withdrawals. And so Schwab is the one that I use as well. When you're going to these international countries, some of the ATMs are saying, Oh, do you want us to figure out the exchange rate? No, don't let them figure it out. Let your bank do it because it'll give you the exchange rate of the actual date, not a ripoff like the ATM does. So Schwab is one. You can find another one as well. Find a credit card without international fees. I use the Chase Sapphire. There's also Capital One. So just look, make sure you have no international fees. I just basically always carry those two in my backpack. So whenever I'm traveling, I have them available to me. Number four, if you're traveling, one of the things that I found to be more productive is stay in the place at least two weeks, if not longer. If you do at least two weeks, find a co-working space. So we did one co-work in Barcelona, me, Dan, and Ian, and we found having the co-working space change the game on productivity. It was nice to have kind of like that separation of work versus home uh, when you're abroad. Way more productive, met also other people, and more importantly for me, I was able to have guaranteed reliable internet. I think there's a few of these sites. You can search coworker.com. That's a great one. WeWork is everywhere. And I believe there's other ones that you could find, but basically go find your own desk. You can meet other people. It's way to be more productive. And I loved having it. It's something that we haven't done in the past few years. And then doing it this year, first time ever, I was like, wow, I would definitely do this again when we go travel next summer. Number five, this is a tip from Tynan. Thank you. It's called the two one plan. So a lot of times when you're traveling, if it's a weekend or maybe you're not working one of the days, do the two one plan because sometimes it's like, how do, what do we do all day? So what he recommends is have a plan for breakfast, dinner or two meals and then one activity. One of my problems is I try to stuff a bunch of things in. I'm like, oh, we can do all this. So having a two one plan actually just kind of simplified it and made the overall traveling experience so much more better, easier. 
and you feel just kind of like I'm not stressing as much. So plan two meals, plan one activity, and chill for the rest of the day. Don't pressure yourself to do as much. Thank you, Tynan. Number six, I get hangry. You can ask my girlfriend Lee. You know what I'm talking about, girl, right? I'm like, oh yeah, I get a little bitchy. So I travel with super fat snack packs. So superfat.com. I love those. You can get those or get peanut butter or get protein bars like Quest bars. So I always carry an emergency one in my backpack because if I'm traveling and I don't know if I like timing or whatever it is, just I started doing this and I found it really helpful. Another bonus thing I started carrying in my backpack that I found really helpful is emergency. And so either for friends or for myself, it's just a nice little, you can buy them for 99 cents or on Amazon, eight bucks for I think 20 of them. And I just stuffed that plus a snack pack in my backpacks. And I find that incredibly helpful. Number seven, next time you travel, and this is something I didn't do until this year, consider staying at hotels. I think our generation, if you're in the 20s or 30s, maybe even older 40s, I think we're starting to default to just, I got to get an Airbnb. It's cooler. It's more convenient. It's cheaper. And I've actually found lately it's been the opposite. The Airbnbs are less convenient because I have to get explained how to open a door. Oh, the Wi-Fi. Let me show you how to turn on Wi-Fi. And I'm just like, can I just go inside and just stay? I'm paying you to just stay. And so I think Airbnbs are great for certain things, especially in larger groups. But I've started considering hotels a lot more often as a default, unless I'm in a larger group because they have, it's cleaner. They're generally going to clean up. They have gyms, which I found really helpful. Food is easier, especially another major thing that people always forget is that late checkouts and early check-in. I have an Airbnb in Austin and all the time people are like, can I check out late? And I'm like, I'm sorry because someone's coming really soon, but at a hotel, you don't have to worry about it. Plus they have lounges and restaurants and bars and all these other things. So just started considering it and that was really helpful for me. Maybe you'll consider that for yourself. Number eight, buy a Amazon Basics ultralight packable day pack. So I've had this now for a few years, but now only recently I started traveling with it. It folds up into basically the size of your hand and I throw it in my luggage. I use this backpack almost every day when I'm traveling. It's super convenient. It's got two pockets, one secret. So if you want to put your cash or your phone or anything, you don't have to worry about getting it stolen. It's an amazing day pack. I would highly recommend getting one. I actually ended up getting two, uh, but it's been one of these things that I just love having when I travel. It's made working remotely and just traveling in general so much easier. Amazon Basics Ultralight Packable Day Pack. Highly recommended. I'm going to also throw in a bonus thing, number 8A or whatever you want to call it. Whenever I travel, I like exercising. And so I've actually found it really helpful to travel with goggles and earplugs. I use the TYR silicon molded earplugs because I don't like water getting in my ears when I'm swimming. But most hotels have pools nowadays or the gyms do. And I just find it really fun when there's a pool and I'm like, oh, I can throw my goggles or even in the ocean. And I always basically carry them default in my travel luggage. So TYR, silicone molded earplugs, and grab whatever goggles you want to be swimming with. Number nine, this is from Nick Gray. Thank you, Nick Gray. DJI Tello Super Portable Mini Drone. Okay, this is a really weird thing. It's a gateway drug for drones. I got super into it, but basically it's $99. It's a super tiny drone, and it's really convenient for drone videos, for entertaining kids, for photos. And it's not as great in the wind because it's so light and tiny, but it's a really cool thing that if you're traveling and you want to have some video of yourself or like high views of different areas or just kind of play with it around the house, which we did with uh, our my friend's kid, Nico, the DJI Tello was really cool and it's super affordable. Uh, number 10, eatwith.com. This is something that we did uh, where we went to someone cooked Jewish food for us in Barcelona. They, we made challah. Uh, so eat with is a way that you can eat with locals in different cities. I think Airbnb experiences might have some of this and so, so does TripAdvisor, but eat with is the direct one and they, make sure you sign up. They have coupons everywhere. So use a coupon when you sign up with them, but it's a cool way to meet new people. If you're trying to meet people and if you hate people, 
it's a better way to then try local foods in an area and also get great recommendations once you go there. Like, ah, oh, where else should I be going? So that's eatwith.com. Number 11 is something that I realized during this trip, which is the only phrase you ever need to learn in any language. There's just one phrase. Can you guess what it is? The only phrase you need to say is, how do you say? And if you're trying to learn more words, like when I'm, I'm learning Hebrew, I don't know what language you're trying to learn. But for me, it's echomrim. Like, how do you say echomrim? And so it's just like, how do you say this? And that's what you can do to pretty much learn any language you want as you go around a different country. And the last thing, number 12, is lounge access. So I know you're like, oh, maybe I have a lot of money or don't have a lot of money. But lounge access is almost always worth it. So there's two ways I would recommend you getting it. I would see these people go to lounges and I'm like, oh, you're a bozo or a douche or you're spending a lot of money. It's actually pretty affordable. And you don't realize like if you're flying a few times a year, it almost always pays for itself. So there's the priority pass card. It's about a hundred bucks. And if you think about it, like a meal is 15 to 20. If you use it five times a year, pays for itself. And almost every major airport is going to have a lounge that takes the priority pass card. As well, you could get two credit cards that include the priority pass. So I have the MX Platinum where it, the priority pass card is included as well. There's MX Platinum lounges. That was actually a tip from Tynan. Damn, Tynan's two for two. There's Chase Sapphire card reserve and a few other cards that also give you priority pass. But lounges almost are always worth it. Actually, in one of the countries we traveled to, this year we traveled to, I'm not trying to brag, I'm just sharing with you, uh, Barcelona, Croatia, Portugal, Israel, and then Budapest, Hungary. Uh, almost all of them had priority pass lounges at the airports. And the other thing that was nice about it, even at hotels, I actually just paid cash to go and use the lounges. Because if you think about how much it costs to travel, how much it costs for the food, and the convenience of these things, sometimes just paying for these lounges actually ended up being worth it. I hope I see you in some country out in the future. And I'd love to hear any of the tips that you have so that I can improve my traveling next year and my working. Hit me up at podcast at okdort.com. Let me know on Twitter at Noah Kagan what you thought of this episode. It's a little bit of a shorter one and different. And I hope you have an amazing summer and an amazing rest of the year. Love you. Bye. <laughs>